but my god that song i hate that scott sings it all the time to me when he wants to annoy me that's exactly how i feel about celine dion People don't understand that a French Canadian cannot like her, but that's how I feel. We, we have so many great fucking artists, but no, it's Celine Dion that people recognize us for. So that's how I feel. Despacito, that's my Celine Dion. You know what? I actually, um, I guess, blacked out Celine Dion from my musical history, but I completely just, I had, I just remembered when the, when that meme using the Titanic song came out, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'd heard other songs by her and then i started going through her top like five on spotify and then i'm like oh and it just completely you know like when you black something out of your childhood and then something like snaps it back mm-hmm. yeah it turns out i was a huge Celine dion fan when i was like six i had such high hopes for you <laughs> It was interesting. I was taking notes while I was the drinks. I didn't want to stop you from talking. Oh, but... you should have. That, that's okay. It's really cool. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So you're f- I'm so sorry to do this to you. So your first song, um, it's not the one about butt sex. You said that you wanted to choose a song about butt sex. Yeah, I only wanted to do that because I thought it'd be like a fun song. But then I thought like the the flavor of Amor by Los Amigos Invisibles would be much better. Plus, it'd be a better introduction to... Uh, Latin rock because people think Latin rock or Latin any music and they think world music and they and they think that they need to have like a special type of taste in music to get into it where they don't realize it's essentially the same music that they listen to in different language. How did you how did you get to to listen to Venezuelan music? Um, actually, I'm not sure if Los Amigos Invisible played a lot in Ecuador. I think they are because that's where my brother first uh, heard them. Okay. But the the reality of it is that a lot of um, Latin rock comes from either Mexico, uh, Colombia, or Argentina. In the 1980s, I think a lot of it came from Argentina because um, they had a specific sound in the 1980s. Yeah. Uh, Colombia, we have you know Shakira, we have Aterciopelados, um, and Mexico essentially has the rest of the music industry in Latin America. <laughs> yes, yes, basically. I, uh, I actually, originally my list consisted of four Mexican bands and then I was like, oh, no, I I have to diversify this because they, they don't all come from Mexico. You know, Ecuador has, has had a few, but they're much less known and they're more like something, an Ecuadorian or someone that lives in Peru or Colombia would have heard. But aside from that, I don't know how, far spread out like the band must that these bands must have been so that's why i picked bands from where the majority of the music industry in latin america comes from um this one isn't about butt sex though right because i have to no. do it on the podcast, so <laughs> i just you know 
I want to keep it family wise, so I don't want to. <clears throat> I, I am interested in the one you said. So you mentioned that it was more sensual, and I am interested in that because I really like this one. If you can find something that's even more sensual than this one, then yeah, I want to listen to it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they they have way more like sensual, even some joke ones. But this one, Amor by Los Amigos Invisibles, is just about love in different languages, well, in English and Spanish, but they talk about what it means to love in, you know, in Spanish and French and in Italian and Portuguese, like in different, what does it mean for everyone?
have sometimes um, a Calgary accent. I say boot sometimes. Oh, that's where it's from. Yeah, exactly. That's from Calgary and from out west, from Plains. Okay, enough about me. I told you you have to stop me. You have to <laughs> take control of this conversation because you're the guest. I actually um, I wanted to tell you, I also learned English uh, by watching TV and movies, and I would just put the subtitles at the bottom. And it's I, I watched Disney movies so much, I can almost recite Aladdin word for word. And I, every time I put it on, or there's like maybe five seconds of this of a song of any song in Aladdin, I start singing it and Scott just looks at me like, Really? We're we're in the middle of the street. Like what are you doing? Like, <laughs> Over here we have French translation, but um they use usually the same voice actors. So the guy who does Tom Cruise and Bruce Willis and Robin Williams is the same voice. So when you hear Aladdin, you hear the guy from Die Hard, and it's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> so, so that's why I kind of originally started to watch TV in English, because I wanted to have the original voices, not always Bruce Willis in everything I watch. Um, <clears throat> okay, your second song... Again, it's by Cafe Tacuba, but I'm not going to pronounce the title. Please help me. Oh, sure. It's um, El Baile y el Salón by Cafe Tacuba. Um, it's, um, I wonder what the translation would be in English. Baile would um, be dancing, I guess? Yeah, it's the dance and the dance salon. Um, and it's essentially about living your life. Um, it There's a uh, quote, well, there's a li uh, four lines in the song that say, uh, La vida es un gran baile, y el mundo es un salón, y hay muchas parejas bailando a nuestro alrededor. So this is a... Uh, I got a the guy. first two. The first two I understood, <laughs> the, the rest I didn't. Oh, so it's, uh, life is a, a big dance, and the world is your dance floor. And there's a lot of couples dancing all around us. And it's essentially a song about how He's he's fallen in love and he's essentially loving life because he's with this one person that he loves completely. And it's just, it's so full of life. And it's one of those songs that when I've gone to see this band, by the way, I've seen this band about five times. And out of those five times, I believe I've actually hung out with them four times. Really? Okay. Yes. Actually, no, three times because the fourth time I, we were running late and we really had to head back home. Uh, but it, actually, the first time I saw this band, Café Cuba, I've been listening to them since I was five. Um, and my sister finally took me to a, one of their concerts when I was 18 on October, on Halloween of uh, 2008. And it was probably one of the most amazing concerts I had ever been to in my life. It was at Terminal 5 in New York City. It's a venue. <clears throat> And it's it's pretty small. It's about maybe like three thousand people. Well, I feel like if 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 it's three thousand, but then when you're in the mosh pit, it feels like there's maybe <laughs> thousand in there. So um, before the concert starts, we my sister and I were like, we're gonna be right smack dab in in the front. Uh, we end up being maybe like three people behind the like uh, behind behind them, but we're really like really close to the stage, and we're waiting, and we're like, oh man. That's the concert starting. And suddenly I lose her because the mosh pit goes like completely crazy. Next thing you know, my t-shirt's ripped up. I'm, I'm about to get trampled on the floor and my sister pulls me out. Like I, I couldn't survive the mosh pit for like 30 seconds. 
I look up and I see this Aztec god wearing a golden thong and a huge headdress. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Like, she just saved me for having someone's ass on my face. It was, <laughs> I'm sorry, oops, I should have said but. Um, <laughs> Solitario bailando 
that's, 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 God, that's what I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, every time I talk to Scott, he mentions your tastes and, and, well, Pam knows this and Pam does that and, and the music Pam listens to. So I really wanted to hear that and, and God, it's really worth it. Um, okay. Now we got to go into the one I less like. And it, it's a good choice. I got to tell you, I, when it started, I, I thought anybody else would sing that. I would love that song. But you had to go with Shakira. And she's she's the Latin Celine Dion to me. She, no way. She doesn't sing. <laughs> she bawls. She cries. There's a tremolo in her voice every time she says, stop it. Stop it. Just sing. Stop crying. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> plus she, she on top of that she goes for the fields with that song because it's a song about being blind and deaf mute so she, she has to go for 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 the tears with this one too come on please okay i'm gonna so, let you talk about why you love that song okay so i'm gonna clear something up about siga sorda muda um yeah the the song and if you translate it is called blind uh deaf mute mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason for the title is the title's about the that experience that a lot of us feel when we fall, when we immerse ourselves in love and we go through this like hypnotic or catalytic state because we're we're so in love with someone. And so, yeah, when she was that's what the song is about. It's about the state of not being in control of your senses when you're in that state of mind or emotion. Uh, but there's a little bit of like sarcasm and sarca- sarcastic like uh, points to that song. So it it was probably something that she like added after a breakup. It The whole album is a really emotional like part of her life. Um, and, but it, it seems when I, when I think about like the equivalent in, American rock. I generally think early Shakira is very like Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Again, Canadian. Well, there you go. Oh, she is. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Didn't know that. I didn't listen to Alanis Morissette a lot. It's just a lot of. I knew a lot of girls that did, and then they kind of reminded me of the girls that listened to Shakira in Ecuador. But like as teenagers, I listened to Shakira as like a preteen, so I didn't have that sense of teenage angst. That came with the songs. Yeah. I was more like, "Oh, this sounds nice." Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, it was, uh, from what I understand, it's one of the biggest songs ever. Uh, number seven on the one of the greatest songs of the 1990s in Spanish. Uh, hit number one in every Latin America country. Uh, everybody loves it, but I, I respect the choice. And like I said, it has a nice melody and a nice arrangements. But when she starts singing, she just ruins it for me. And she. Uh- that's actually why I love her so much because her sound. Well, when apparently when she was before she broke into the industry, um, her singing teacher told her she'd never make it because she sounded horrible. <laughs> and it kind of when I then saw her success, not only in Latin America, U.S., it kind of showed me, you know what, you you can be a little bit different, and a lot of people will hate you, but there'll be a shoot like a. Sh- a ton of people that will love you as well. So, you know, as people say, shoot your shot, do your thing, try it out, don't be afraid. And it's that bit inspires me to 
well, when I think about it, it inspires me to just screw it. I'll do my podcast. I'll put my voice out there because I I don't like my voice. Is this kind of the reason why I haven't been doing as many um, podcasts myself? But I think about things like this, and I'm like, you know what? Why are you afraid? This is your voice. You can't change it. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, this is what you sound like in English, and like, just live with it. Accept it. Love yourself. Okay, okay. I retract my objection. If you see it like <laughs> that, and if if it takes this to make you go back into podcasting, I retract any objection I have. Because really, you really should, really should do it. You really do have a great voice. And, and you're just as articulate as Scott is. <clears throat> Although you sound less um, um, smoky. <laughs> but please don't tell him I said that. God, I hope he's not going to listen to this. Okay, uh, I will play that song for you because it encourages you. So, Shakira, can you say again the title? Uh, Ciega Sorda Muda by Shakira. I love how you say that, and I will never be able to pronounce it that way. Yeah. 
the other one, the other song, it really took me by surprise. Um, I don't know why it doesn't feel like a Latino song after a certain moment. When it starts, you have this little guitar riff that, yes, sounds Latino, and then he has this flute that made me... I, I thought I was listening to Luba, though you're not going to know who that is. Canadians will know who that is. I thought I was listening to Luba. And then I hear this Robert Smith adamant stronger <laughs> kind of 1980s uh, uh, new wave singer coming in and I was like what the hell is that I, I was listening to the specials to the cure to the clash when I was listening to that song it's amazing it's 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 a Latino the cure it's a Latino the clash it's it's just I, I don't understand why I never heard of that band before um, again, I'm going to let you pronounce it because I can't. So what's the song? It's um, it's called Cuando Pasa el Temblor by Soda Stereo. Uh, they're an Argentinian uh, bag. It means after uh, the, the earthquake or something like that, right? After the aftershock, essentially. After the earthquake. And um, it, I never actually like had paid much attention to the lyrics as a, as a kid because I, listened, I grew up listening to the song uh, because of my siblings. And then on my own, I started really liking the band. This song kind of became a Latin rock anthem. The lyrics went out the window. It's just the rhythm made you like really excited to hear it. But when I started listening to the lyrics, I started, well, first I started bringing out my dictionary because I'd forgotten like maybe the meaning of like 50% of the song, of the words. And I was like, okay, this is what this means. Grieta, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and it, it's essentially a song about heartbreak. It's, um, it's how you feel after the heartbreak and, and what state you're in. And, but it, it doesn't feel as painful. You know, it, it feels kind of like, this is what it is. Let's heal. Let's move on. Like, let's keep our head forward. I don't, that's, that's not what the lyrics say. The lyrics talk about like the pain of, yeah. you know, the before and after, but and between the lines, that's what you hear when you listen to it. Well, the tone of the, of the singer, he doesn't come off as a whiny child, <laughs> which my parents always hated Café de Cuba because they always said this is an adult that will forever sound like a teenage boy, uh, just whining. And yeah, this, the man's about 50 something years old and he still sounds exactly the same. <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, it's very different in the feel of it's, it's kind of the difference between listening to Blink 182 versus any other rock because the Blink 182 is so whiny. <laughs> I'm not getting. I'm not touching that one. You do you. No, <laughs> don't, my, don't get me wrong. I love Blake 182, but Tom DeLonge was a very unique voice. Yes, very unique. I, I don't. I'm not hating on Blink. I love Blink. I'm just saying Tom was had a very unique voice. But anyways, cuando pasa el temblor, it it just felt like a more grown up Latin rock for me uh, growing up.
When I first moved here, I I would see a lot of Peruvian like folkloric bands playing the pan flute. So it just felt like, oh, that's how people people think Ecuadorian or Peruvian music, and they think pan flute. So having this in Latin rock, I always thought, oh man, it was it's very much honoring our folkloric culture as well. Staying anchored into Latin music, even though you borrow something else. I yeah, can see, I can see where you like it. All right, well then, um, it's it's something else. <laughs> I really liked it, but it took me to listen to, to really get out to it. it. It's something else. Um, the singer, um, is passionate. I, I don't know how else to say that. She really lunges into that song. She's really having fun, almost aggressively sings that song. Um, she's having fun. You can hear that, but she, there's something aggressive about the way she, she tackles that song that really caught my, my interest. And I had to listen to it again and again. Uh, it's called, God, I can't say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's totally cool. And you know what? It's not in Ecuadorian slang. Okay. Um, it's called uh, Baracunata by Atercio Pelados. And it's actually, um, it might be a very feminist song. Thank you. No. I, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that word. But thank you for saying it for me. <clears throat> but here's the thing. The lyrics are not very um, feminist. But I, I think... I wouldn't know. I can't understand it. But 
Oh, here's the thing. Don't worry, because if you're not Colombian, you probably have to Google the lyrics and then Google each word and figure out what the slang means because okay. it's not something that every, like, Ecuadorians wouldn't really know right away and Mexicans wouldn't know right away. Okay. So, uh, Baracunata essentially means a cheap and loose woman. And <laughs> okay. the lyrics. The lyrics are written from the perspective of a man who is interested in this woman, but he's like, oh, but I saw you, you know, some guy was offering you gum and you just got on, on the back of his bike and you just rode off and, you know, I could never be with a, a loose woman, you know, who's this, this, this and that. And like, there's an entire, um, like three lines of just different words for cheap woman. <laughs> and... I think it's essentially her, the singer, just shouting what she's been told or like what society says a woman who, you know, do a slightly flirty thing like accept gum and <laughs> take a ride with a dude. And suddenly I'm going to say loose woman because I don't know another curse word for it. <laughs> I understand what you mean, though. I understand the meaning of it. Uh, it. It's strange, though, because the album is called The Pipe of Peace. <laughs> from what you're saying it doesn't really gel with the title of the album no this woman she is very very feminist and she's she's someone that she's evolved with her music um but her her look her like her beliefs they've been the same throughout very very steady oh and her um her significant other is uh her, the other band member oh okay yeah <laughs> Um, I know that yeah, she, um, I know they were involved with Roxy Music, if I'm not mistaken, or one of the members of Roxy Music who produced their music for a while. I know that. Oh. I know that much. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Phil Manzanera. He was I'm the guitarist. Uh... Was the lead guitar from uh, Roxy Music, and I know that he. I, I know that he worked with them. I know that by heart. I'd, I'd have to look up exactly what. But I'm pretty sure because I know the album Pipe of Peace. I, I've heard that title before, and I know that Roxy Music was. I'm gonna stop talking now. Why did you choose? That oh, song? you have. Well, you've heard of the title of the song, of the album? Yes. I, I, it's, a, yeah, it's a long story. It's a really long story. I'll, I'll tell you another time. <clears throat> but, <laughs> but I like the music a lot. I really like the song. Um, so is it something that appeals to you? You, you talked about the beliefs of that woman. So is that why you chose that? Um, cause you I strike me as someone extremely independent. I, I grew up very, Knowing how to take care of myself, you know, yeah. learn how to cook, learn how to clean, learn how to, you know, do all these things. Um, I genuinely think that my mom did that because she wanted me to be a good housewife, <laughs> even though my father wanted me to just be an independent woman who would marry for love. Uh, so those were two very contradictory beliefs of, you know, to grow up within. But I think they ultimately served me well because I know a lot of people that, don't know how to even cook an egg, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is very, very worrisome when I learned that when I was like seven. <laughs> I live with someone like that. <clears throat> no! No llevo para mi casa una mujer para cunatana porque pueden pensar que estoy loco, 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 loco. Con el mono, la china, el overol y la chaqueta. 
con el mono de la moto era nueve que tenía le ponía a huge thank you to Pam. This was easily the best set list I ever had on my show and the conversation was incredible. You only heard about a third of it. I had to cut out the rest for time, sadly. But Pam, anytime you want to come back, you have a standing invitation. I will always play your songs and I will always be extremely glad to chat with you. And Pam uh, used to have a radio show when she was a student, then a podcast, and she wants to get back into podcasting. So please, anywhere you listen to that show, comment that you want her to do her own podcast and listen to her, please, so we can all together coax her, force her to doing it. Otherwise, I'm going to have to force you to co-host with me. Yeah, so it's your choice. Yeah, your call. Uh, last thing, last bonus song. I always say five songs, but it's six songs that I play. And the sixth song, I uh, reserved it for a new friend that I made recently. We all have a hard time right now for the last uh, few months with, with this quarantine thing. And uh, the last week was really hard for me mentally. I tried to reach out to, to different people, but everybody was busy, and this one person answered my call, and talking with them was absolutely tremendous. It helped me work through a lot of things in my head just from the joy of talking with them. I say them because they wanted to remain anonymous for uh, this mention, and I respect that, but I will I mention their username is Mystic Misfit. And um, after our conversation, I said, I'm going to play a song for you just so that people will know whom I talk to. Give me a song that defines who you are, that represents you. And the song they gave me was Super Crunch Breakfast in America. Once one of my favorite songs, just listened to it too much. It has been years so since I listened to it that I still say Super Crunch is one of the greatest bands we ever were. Uh, so it is my great pleasure, Mystic, to, to play this song for you. Thank you so much for the conversations that we have. And I look forward to more of these chats with you. So as a final song and a thank you to my new friend, Supercramp Breakfast in America. Have a good week, everyone.
Anthony. Kiss Mama goodbye. Anthony, will you kiss your mother goodbye? <laughs> <laughs>